0: Good morning and welcome back to the Breaking Borders podcast. My name is Kamsey and I'm the host for today's episode titled A Difficult Path to Cross. In today's episode, we have Kobe Collins here to answer questions that are based on his paper. How are you today, Kobe? I'm good, sir. How about you? I'm doing fine myself. Uh, so, why don't we go ahead and get started? Clayton, do you want to ask the first question? Sure. Do you think there is a
1: situation in history or life in which a border or borders is required and or appropriate or are borders in general unnecessary? Great question. So, yeah, I think there are many examples of borders throughout history that were objectively necessary for the preservation of a particular people or culture. A great example of this would be the many Amazonian peoples that remained uncontacted due to their location within the vast, dense Amazon
0: jungle. Thank you for that response. And now Connor has a question for you.
1: Yeah, so in your paper, you discuss not only the wet the weather border between slaves and plantation owners, but also the fact that Anglo-Taxons treated their slaves as less than human. Why do you think this is, and do you think it was necessary to maintain the societal border between slaves and their masters? Thank you for the very deep and thought-provoking question. My answer to that is that I believe that slaves were treated as less than human because that was the societal norm in early U.S. history and world history in those times before the 20th century. I don't think it was necessary to maintain a border between slaves and masters because slavery is morally wrong. On another hand, I understand why many people were reluctant to free enslaved people as those who were born as slaves don't know any other life and releasing them to the wild with no money or shelter was arguably crueler than their slavery to begin with.
0: Thank you, Connor. Next we have Lauren's question.
1: In your paper, you addressed that the racial borders within the state of Texas became more common once the Angelo Americans started to settle. Why do you think that is the case? I think that slavery increased within Texas because it was a common practice within the European colonies at the time. Since the U.S. had been a British colony years before, its agricultural industry was built on slavery and indentured servitude wealthy settlers in Texas had zero desire to till their own fields when they could just relegate their
0: slaves to do it for them. Thanks, Lauren. Now I have a quick question. Uh, Do you believe that these borders, due to race, religion, class, etc., were fundamental to the growth and expansion of settlers in Texas? So yes and no. I believe that the religious borders created by different
1: Christian denominations were fundamental in motivating many people to move to Texas under the guise of starting their own church or religious following. For example, like Reverend Praxiteles Swan from our reading that week. Other borders, whether they were physical, racial, or societal, actually hindered the speed in which Texas was settled and expanded. For example, the harsh treatment of Mexicans throughout Texas caused some of them to be chased back into Mexico and to never return, as in the case of Juan N. Cortina, from, also from that week's readings.
0: Interesting take. And now on to Shauna, who also has a question for you.
1: In your paper, you talked about the class border between wealthy plantation owners and the poor families around them. When you think about Texas now, do you think that these class borders between the wealthy and the poor are still apparent in your everyday life? Yes, I do believe that class borders still exist. Although plantations and agricultural-based slavery are long gone in the state of Texas, there is still a large class divide in the modern era. An example of this would be the gentrification in Houston, where rich land developers buy land in historically poor, minority-filled neighborhoods. These developers build grand houses that tower over their neighbors, eventually driving property taxes so high that the neighborhood's original inhabitants are forced
0: to leave. And on to Grant with the next question. Yes. Do you think... Early Texas religious,
1: racial, and class borders are responsible for some of the borders we see in modern Texas today. Yes, sir. I do believe that many of Texas's early non-physical borders still have influence in the borders of today. This can clearly be seen in bigger towns and cities where different racial slash ethnic groups will form their communities around their ethnic identity isolating themselves from cultural differences some examples of this are the chinese in chinatown african americans in wheatville and mexicans in the little mexico district of dallas
0: and katie i believe you had a question too you discussed three different types of social borders in your essay which of these three racial class or religious were the most detrimental to the uh, social development of Texas, and why
1: wonderful question katie i believe that racial borders were the most detrimental to texas because they created a second class of citizens that were subject to prejudice and mistreatment also the question of slavery caused large rifts between the citizens within the u.s and the citizens in texas which eventually led to the civil war where americans fought other americans and hundreds of thousands were killed
0: now for brianna's question In your paper, you discussed three different types of borders that were prevalent in this time. More specifically, you emphasized the class border between the wealthy and the poor. Do you still believe that class borders similar to this exist now? If so, do you think class borders were worse back then or now in our current society?
1: I believe that class borders were much worse during the periods of early Texas history. I believe this because wealthy slave owners held poor people in contempt. This was highlighted in our reading titled a journey through texas when plantation owner mr strather described the poor white folks that were stealing his pigs he spoke about these poor white folks with the same level of, of disgust as slave owners when discussing
0: their own slaves zach would you like to ask the next question so you described three different types of borders race class and religion how do you think that these borders that were created still affect texas if at all and which one do you think is the most detrimental to our state
1: so i think that all three of those particular border types are still very prevalent in texas this can be seen within large cities where ethnic religious and class borders can be clearly seen for example I personally am from Houston, where many races have come together and established their own ethnic slash religious communities. As far as detrimental, though, referencing my previous questions, I believe that the most detrimental border to the people of Texas was the racial border because it's objectively and
0: morally wrong. And now Adriana has a question to ask. Yes. So in the beginning, you talked about the settling of Texas Angelo Americans. How do you think people were able to push through those circumstances and the physical borders?
1: Great question, Adriana. I think that the determination of the early frontiers people was so great that many of them died trying to discover new lands. For example, Reverend Swan from our week's reading drowned his horses when trying to cross a river in East Texas. Although he could have given up and turned around,
0: he pushed through to his goal of reaching Washington on the Brazos in order to preach his sermon. And finally, the last question for today's episode is going to be from Jack. In the paragraph about religious borders, you added a quote about calling Baptists lousy. Do you think all religious, excuse me, all religions during this time get along? If not, what do you think could be some reasons they get along?
1: So I believe that religious denominations were actually quite intolerant of each other at that time. The longstanding disputes between Protestant Christians and Catholics in Europe was transferred over to North America via the colonization of the continent. Furthermore, many Protestant denominations viewed each other as illegitimate and hypocritical, hence Duncan Lammons' comment about lousy Baptists. The loss of the Mexican-American War, coupled with the fact that the majority of mexicans are catholics made catholic americans a perfect target for religious intolerance in the early years of texas american history
0: thank you kobe all that's it for today's podcast episode thank you to everyone who came out and asked all those wonderful questions and thank you kobe for taking the time to answer them so diligently thank you to our listeners we hope you had a good time and you tune in for next week's episode of breaking borders
1: team here at Breaking Borders podcast would like to thank our audience for coming out and asking these questions to our guest author. We would also like to say a special thank you to Dr. Fletcher for providing us with the readings that were featured in this week's podcast. Also, we would like to thank our guest author one more time for being willing to come out and answer these questions on this week's episode. Make sure you tune in every Friday as we will have a different author talking about their take on the borders. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening.